0: Log Talk Radio Lift off, lift off on another Tarot Today radio episode. For the past 12 years, we've been bringing you the world of tarot. This is the official broadcast of the Tarot Guild, the international organization for tarot lovers, students, and professional readers since 2004 with the world's only full featured tarot social media networking platform, thetarotguild.com. And I'm your host, Dax Carlisle, coming to you live from sunny Tucson, Arizona, where I've got to look at the, cal- uh, the calendar, listen to me. I've got to look at the uh, temperature. Here. Oh, 90 degrees, out on the patio with <laughs> 90 degrees here. And joining me, as always, my fabulous co-host, she's the vice president of the Tarot Guild. She's the director of communications, a professional tarot reader, and a crystal Reiki master. Here she is live from Amarillo, Texas, the fabulous Mary Brown. Hey, Mary. Hey,
1: Dax. How's here it going? Happy Psychic Saturday.
0: Oh, my God. We're in the dead of summer already here in Tucson. What's what's it like in Amarillo?
1: Well, we've gone through winter, summer, spring, winter, summer, spring, fall, and, you know, just this week. And now we're like at 79 degrees. The temperature's rising. It's getting exciting. It still feels chilly, but... That's your tarot weather in Amarillo, Texas. Mm-hmm.
0: We are the tarot we weather channel. Wouldn't that be cool yes. to have a, 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 <laughs> a weather channel and, yes. and you've got the tarot readers on there? Oh, my gosh. We kind of do something like that with our psychic spin episodes on the last Saturday of the month, you know, where we're, we're like the talking heads, only we have tarot cards.
1: Yeah, we could do. We need a seasonal deck, you know. <laughs> we need a a weather deck. That'd be fun.
0: The weather deck—that's the next one. Well, you know, they have practically everything out. You know, everything else. I mean, why not a weather deck? I mean, hello. You know, there's like thousands and thousands of tarot decks. And spe- oh, speaking of tarot decks, we got a fabulous guest for you today, who's a prolific deck creator.
1: Yeah. This is can't gonna wait, be fun. Can't wait. And Yeah. Should we tell them more about it? <laughs> you know, or <laughs> we keep it a secret. Now Gary Rosenberg is coming on. He's a member of the Tarot Guild, a professional member and a fabulous mind blowing tarot reader. I just had a reading with Gary and I'm still like you know, thinking about it, you know. You know how that happens? You know, sometimes it's yeah. like you get a reading and it makes it makes a lot of sense and you're like, Hmm, okay. Right. But then you get a reading and you're thinking about it days later. You're like, Whoa You know, there's like just all the layers, like that's that's what I experienced with, you know, our guest Gary Rosenberg. <laughs> so I can't wait to to get him to tell tell us about him. You know who is this guy?
0: Oh well yeah, I know. The the wind's kicking up here a little bit, but uh, uh, actually, it's so funny because, um, you know, he's a deck creator and everything. We're going to have him, you know, tell us about everything. But the funny thing is, is that's what's stuck in my mind, too, is, you know, what you told me about the reading. It's like, oh, we have to ask him about his method.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Ask him about that's all kinds of that stuff. That.
0: Before that, we have some other stuff. We've got the card of the day, the numerology of the day. Um, oh, one thing I want to announce so I completely, you know, yeah, I'm going to completely forget by the end of the show because there's going to be so, so much going on and everything, is that we have a, a live free workshop tomorrow. And it's going to be on a Zoom meeting with the fabulous Pamela Steele, another fabulous uh, deck creator, Pamela who's also on our board of directors and she's doing a workshop called tell me a story that she developed and it's got an exercise with it. And, you know, we need a lot of participants. So, um, everybody is invited, you know, all you gotta do is if you haven't already seen all the advertisements for, you know, on social media, you know, we got LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, you know, all that uh, go to the website just go to the tarot and you're going to see the banner right there tell me a story click on that and the zoom access link to join us tomorrow is right there on that post and you can grab that and you can join us on the zoom meeting tomorrow it's going to be 1 p.m pacific 4 p.m eastern u.s time so Write that down on your calendar. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, she talks about the Celtic Cross, and uh, there's a whole exercise that she goes through telling a story, and it's going to be really fast, especially if you've ever, you know, been interested in some of the larger spreads that are, you know, 10 or more cards, but, you know, maybe you're a little hesitant about it or, you know, you you have trouble with it. Yeah, you know, this is really going to help you out with that. So, what do you think, Mary?
1: I think it's going to be awesome. It really, I love me some panelist steel. I can't wait to to uh, participate in that because it sounds like it's really interactive. What she has planned?
0: Yes, and that's why we're inviting everybody. Uh, everybody's welcome to join us and. The Zoom access link, like I said, is right on that page there at the com. So what did you get for your card of the day, Mary?
1: Mm. My card of the day, which is posted on the Psychic Talk Radio Facebook group, which if you haven't joined, you should. We have a page. We have a group. Like the page. Join the group. Join the conversation. Um the card of the day today comes from the Great Eastern Oracle, a new deck by the great Rasuli who uh, did the artwork and wrote the book and all of this stuff. And it's just a beautiful card. And the message is, focus on your blessings. Adjust your taste to what you deserve. You know, and there's a, There's a quote that goes with it from Baha'u'llah, which I don't know how to say that, right? This is an Eastern mystic that I don't know how to pronounce his name, unfortunately. But the quote is, a thankful person is thankful under all circumstances. A complaining soul complains, even in paradise. So I just thought, like, whoa, you know, that's like heavy, man. That's like something to like. Think about, you know, are you focusing on your blessings? You know, are you adjusting mm, your pace to what yeah. you deserve? So that's my card of the day. What would you get, Dax? Did you draw a card of the day? Did you look at the numbers? What's going on? Yeah, so
0: it actually dovetails nicely into what you just said because I got the judgment card. You know, this is really a day for looking at the big picture of your life. So it's the ninth, obviously, that's the end of the cycle. That's that nine energy. You know, what can you let go of? What can you clear out? Okay. But also the entire date reduces to the one energy, the beginning. So you have the end and the beginning. So what can you clear out? You know, look at the big picture of your life. You know, where are you now in your life? Uh, What's no longer serving you? Uh, It could be physical objects, but it could just be things like – it could be relationships. It could be belief systems that don't work for you anymore. Uh, It could be beliefs that are holding you back. It could be habits that you don't want to have anymore. So take a look at all of that and then move to the one energy, which is new beginnings. So, you know, Mm. what what are the – what are the big lessons you've been learning lately? Um and uh, you know, tap into, you know, what what you're grateful for, what you've already accomplished, and then check in with yourself, you know, what do you really want for the next chapter of your life? So that's what I got today.
1: That's awesome.
0: Awesome you were saying as well which I love when there's yeah. that synchronicity yes yeah. yes all righty so we got all that and the announcements out of the way and uh, now we can bring on Gary let's let's bring on Gary Rosenberg here
2: <laughs> hey Gary hello how's I it get- going good good, how's good. It going? Welcome- it's 50, here it's about 55, 60 degrees in Vancouver, B.C., beautiful, sunny, to get the weather out of the way. I mean, it's funny, awesome. I don't think we about <laughs> with almost everything you guys said so far. I mean, I, I love that the quote from the deck that you gave, Mary, was from Baha'u'llah, who's a Baha'i oh, prophet. Is that how you say it? <laughs> Baha'u'llah, yes. I mean, it's funny because the Baha'i faith—very few people know a whole lot about it. I call it new. There's—you could call it, for lack of better understanding, new age Islam—but it's really covers so much more than that because it really is a religion of peace. Hmm. Uh, it's most noted by, if you remember, if you guys remember Scales and Crocs from the 70s. Oh they,
3: yeah, they—they
2: they did their best to popularize the Baha'i religion. And especially oh, because wow. so many people in the '70s, if you want, if you were marrying somebody or involved with somebody of a different race, chances of a war. You'd find most acceptance in the Bahá'í religion. No, oh, wow!
1: I that, did not know I, I all of that. that.
2: And so I was thrilling. It was I was thrilled to hear the quote from Bahá'u'lláh because it's quite the Bahá'í wow. case is quite fascinating, and people don't talk a whole lot about it these days.
3: Uh, yeah
2: one, it, synchronicity yeah. Mm. <laughs> but and also just judgment card definitely been feeling that call to something new and learning what's essential in your life and what you want i mean i this march has bit brought so many changes for a lot of people. you told me that you. Mary, you told me the other day you had been going through it. March definitely for me caused my life to spin around about three revolutions. And wow. so holding yeah. back, finding out what's left. And it's almost like that whole you know, people talk a lot. You can get caught up in that whole thing from the devil, the tower and the star. But March was, for a lot of people, I think, was going from a sequence from the start of judgment. Mm. Not that, where a lot of times we were operating in the moon level and not seeing things quite clearly. Then the sun comes out, and then judgment hits, and judgment says, okay, you have the sun. What's going to bring you to something more? what is the most important parts of your life and how can you bring those to the next level? Wow. Sorry. I'm Focus back. I'm on your back blessings.
1: Yeah. No, that's beautiful. That's That's so, it's so many levels to that, you know, and yeah. And yeah. What is it that, see, I think when the sun comes out, it's like it, You know, it it literally, like, shines the light on things, and it's almost like I think of it in terms of, like, you know, what catches our eye, and then what do we do with it, you know, once we get to the judgment card? You know, is it that thing that caught our eye? Is that really where our focus should be? Is that who we are? Is that what's going on? I don't know.
2: (laughs) And, And I think that's so much what it is. Like, do you remember the old song, Is That All There Is? Yes. Which is where a person talking about different things they discovered at different stages in their life but and how they were looking forward to it, but then once they experienced it, is that all there is? And the sun yeah. you have this beautiful, beautiful garden and you're is this all there is to happiness? And that's the judgment card. It's, no, there's more you need to find that greater part.
1: You know, how did you how did this all start for you like this 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 tarot journey this living tarot is what it sounds like to me like where 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 did Gary get on the tarot track? Uh, well, I mean from a very early age, mythology
2: of of various countries fascinated me, and story fascinated me then when I was around th- 16, between 16 and 18, I wanted to see whether there was life outside of high school, and started a spiritual journey that took me from the from the culture and religion I was born into atheism, to religious cold out in California, to coming back and discovering Christianity, and then the Bahai. I mean. The Bahai religion, hitting a lot, but somewhere in there, right after graduating high, I met somebody who was into the occult in a very comprehensive, holistic way. That started with use, and he taught me using the Castaneda books to start with, and then branching out from Castaneda into capitalism, witchcraft, sorcery, ethnogenic plants. There was and we in the, somewhere in the middle of that, we both took our first tarot class, and wow. tarot for me, encompasses storytelling so beautifully,
3: and yeah. bring
2: us about the story of one of one's life, and right away, like we went beyond the class and soon after taking the class. I discovered on my own Rachel Powell's book, 78 Degrees of Wisdom, and Eileen Conway's Handbook for the Tarot Apprentice, and Crowley's Book of Soft. and those were the first three tarot books I read, which are like three different speeds, three different directions, but kind of suits my personality in very many ways. I tend to be eclectic at the best of times.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you you sound like a Gemini. You've got your hands in...
2: Actually, Libra with lots and lots of Scorpio, and the overall tone in my chart, believe it or not, is an Aquarius. So lots of contradictions. I mean, because I have
3: six, more
2: fixed than anything else, and more air than anything else, which is, which is where the Aquarian aspect comes in, and my moon's an Aquarius.
1: And you seem to have like such a such a grasp you know i have to say you know i i think i've said it a few times on the show it's like yes i've read a lot about astrology and yes i need to keep reading a lot about astrology (laughs) you know like it just didn't you know it didn't like uh, i didn't absorb it the way it feels like you do that it's and it's like kind of a, a part of the rhythm of your readings, would you say? And was that where, where did that come into this journey? Did that come in with tarot or, or before or after or just showed up one day?
2: Astrology has always kind of looped itself around. Without, It's only been in the last year or two that I've gone into more depth with it. And I'm, I'm finding it fascinating. I'm finding it right now it adds so many different layers to my readings when I do them for other people. And the accuracies and the way that you interpret them, if you add a tarot sensibility to interpretation of astrological charts or a logical sensibility to your tarot readings, you hit things on a whole new level. Oh,
3: yeah.
2: And that's why my yeah. style tends to be a classic. Like you... You saw when I did your reading the other day, Mary, that I usually start out when I do a reading for somebody. I actually start out just for my own use. For my own use and knowledge, to get a couple of hints ahead, I consult the letterman. What, will, what can you tell me about what this reading is and what I need to focus on? And the Lennerman cards for me are very conceptual in nature as opposed to the archetypal nature of the tarot. You have central symbols. That you can put together and get And then I will do the tarot reading, but I'll also bring in and incorporate, I'll ask the person if they know it what they know of their birth date and time and plug it into my astrological program and bring in. Sometimes I'll bring in the transits that are happening currently. Sometimes I'll just bring in what I'm seeing right away in the chart, in their chart, trusting my intuition that it's the right thing is coming out.
1: That's really awesome.
2: And then I'll do the material reading itself, and it fills in the pictures. It's amazing how much the same themes come out in the three, but with a different focus in each case. That's
0: what happens when it all works
1: together. I was going to say, Dax. it's kind of like you. You kind of do that with numerology.
0: Yeah, it's just I'm lazy and you see it's so much easier for me to just look at numbers and it's instantaneous as a, as opposed to having to you know uh use an astrological calculator uh pull out Amon cards you know it to me it's just like oh you know uh, you know i mean not that pulling lennis would be that difficult but uh, it, it's it's time you know so for me it's like Oh, yeah. Okay. Numbers, 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 you know, it's like all instantaneous, you know, and, but I find that it's, it's amazing, you know, I'll do somebody's chart. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, if, if there's time, I'll do like, like, let, let's say I'm booking a, a reading in, in a couple of days, you know, and I so I have time, so I'll, I'll do their like whole numerology report, and I'll send it to them before we actually do the reading. So when we start the reading, the first thing we do is we talk about the numbers, and uh, a lot of times that answers most of their original questions, and then they get new questions, you know, and then we start pulling tarot cards, you know, and the themes that come up in the tarot cards often match what's going on with the numbers, you know, and it's just fantastic, all the synchronicities.
2: And for me, quite often, I when I pull in numerology, it's it's I do it totally according to well either cabalistic numerology or the tarot, which are very closely related. It's not the same thing. Like you can make an argument that depending on how closely you associate the tarot with the with the cabalistic mm.
1: stuff. Boy, that is. That's a big question. That's a whole other show, <laughs> right? I mean, like,
2: yeah, you one know, I it's one aspect of it. I mean, there's so many different. We'll have aspects Gary back things. for that. Yeah. Oh, I'd love, I'd yeah. love to do that. I do that. so I believe me if I have the time tomorrow, I want to do the storytelling thing because that to me, Carol, when it comes down to anybody's reading, is so much tuning into their story. Yeah. And oh yeah, you do and and, what you're doing. and turning into their cycle. People tend to repeat cycles on every level, and if you can see where they are in their various cycles, where mm. they are in their story, in their in their physical, in their emotional, in their mental, they might. It's the same cycle, even if they're not in the same place with all of them. As a matter of fact, sometimes I think the biggest blow when our lives tend to flow perfectly is when we are in the same for good or for bad. Is when we are in the same place in the cycle on all
1: these different levels. Yeah, you know, that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, and especially if we can recognize that we're we're in that same place. But you know, and you go beyond. You go beyond You know reading the cards you know uh, all of that you it's at some point decided i'm going to start making tarot decks and you know was that ever a thought in the beginning and and just you know what what inspired you
2: i consider myself a poet and the idea of me doing visual art would have been so funny to me and i mean
3: in the early years
2: of my marriage my partner is the artist and I write poetry quite a, and but one summer that involved a long camping trip, I thought I'd challenge myself and over the summer do a haiku a night for each card of the tarot. Then I then I ended up with these 78 haikus. I actually wrote a couple for a few of them, and I said, Wow, this would make a very interesting book. But I don't want to use anybody else's cards. I don't want to work with getting permissions. I had been playing with Photoshop a bit and so I taught myself Photoshop in order to be able to basically build a deck and that was the Waking Spiral deck. Somewhere along the line, the visual art became a thing in and of itself. Now it's my biggest release, creative release, and writing poetry, going back to poetry. Mm. So I do do that is more of a is, but. I find I find the visual art so much easier, and I quite enjoy. You can take the symbolism of the tarot in so many different places. So I have around, even though I've done the three decks, I've done maybe fifteen different versions of the Moon Trump.
1: Wow. Wow, and Whoa. you know, I think that's a, I think it's so fascinating because you know, like I'm a poet too, but I look at it as a definition, being like. Nobody really knows what poets are. We could get away with doing anything you know we could we can make art we could you know and it's like you know because it's like I think about how people talk about poetry, you know, and they talk it's like oh, that's so poetic, you know, and they could be talking about a film, they could be talking about a painting, they could be talking about a sunset whatever and and that always struck me is like you know they're really giving us permission to do anything we want work in any medium we want you know i feel like we're we're kind of like the fools you know (laughs) in the tarot it's like we could be spontaneous you know so I, i i love that that's that that started with with writing those those poems those 78 haiku why did you choose haiku I mean,
2: I
3: love it But why? I mean, it a, for me,
2: being structured is a challenge. Mm. I tend to flow very freely, so having those fifteen, having those seventeen syllables, syllables,
3: yeah.
2: Just what was an inter- and how could I? Can you sum up each card in a, in one? Just it was an interesting challenge to me. That's I play awesome. with math a lot, and I love I love my, I love numbers, and exactly. so that kind of, that kind of thing challenges me. I, even though it's funny, because other forms sometimes I'll play with trying to develop limericks or something like that, and play with rhyme schemes. But other like sonnets don't interest me, and things like that. Haikus, for some
1: reason, I can play with. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that, and they're so, you know, they're so fascinating because it's like I think a lot of people think of them as like sort of like a sim- simple form in a in a way, but it is very structured. And then you have that, how you know that sense of seasons and you know diff- different things when you when you really like study the form that it, it's it's almost. Um, I almost feel like you know, it 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 plays a a joke on us because we see three lines or two lines sometimes and we think like oh well that you know this is a couple but then you you read it and then you think about it and it's like okay wait a minute you know this is this is a lot going on here more than you know just like what it looks like from a distance when you see like words on a page you know I, I think it's always a fascinating form and you've done other decks too though um, you know your tarot decks your, your black alchemy Carol, can you yeah, talk a little bit
2: tarot, an, an occultist who yeah. has made somewhat of a name for himself he's, he's published a few books and is one of the more brilliant people I know Chris Joseph contacted me. He knew that I had done one deck and he won and I had done a few pieces of art for him that he had commissioned for various projects and he wanted to do a tarot deck. And he had very definite ideas for the major arcana. So even there we flowed back and forth because I mean I've been doing this a long time. My first tarot class was when was forty two years ago.
3: Well
1: wow. right. But, just, wow.
2: So what, One you thing know, that was very cool is that I actually, in this past year, went connected online with the teacher of that class, which was very cool.
1: And so kind of coming full circle then.
2: Oh, yeah, and it was great to being able to show her examples of what I had done <laughs> But yeah, I've also done oh, wow. a, a an Oracle deck with North Runes, which fascinated me, which also another full cycle. I ended up writing a poem around each one and have published that as a book with the illustrations from the cards and the poetry of each of the Elder Futhark North Runes.
1: And you did an Oracle so deck too. Sorry, I didn't hear that. <laughs> uh, you, I mean, but that, yeah. So tarot, then you do a a rune deck. You've also done an OM deck, and w- was it just, you know, is it just the divinatory different styles? The one that made you want to branch out into into those, you know, because there's such a, you know, like I do runes. with so many tarot readers out there that also do runes and, and or use rune cards you know that we work with that um, system so to speak and there's a the, you know there's a good percentage too that you know are into the, the O-M, um staves and you know was it what drew you to go in those directions I'm always interested in like how how we go from one to the other because they are different systems but they at the same time there's a lot of us interested in and in, in various systems. Is it the divination aspect or, or what was it? The,
3: the,
2: the archetypal aspect. I'm fascinated by mm. symbols and the symbols we use. It's why ultimately it's what draws me to poetry. It draws me to bad puns. It draws and Groucho mm-hmm. Marx. I mean, nobody can make words mean more different things than the Marx Brothers did.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: but symbols, but and words are the ultimate symbols but I'm fascinated by the the language of the unconscious also and how we relate to it. Well,
1: yeah, and then when you also
2: think... And also how those symbols are changing for people. It's like I was talking to a, a younger friend the other day and I was remarking on how we have a whole generation now who've come up watching anime who now have a whole visual symbolic language oh. that comes from that is I don't want to say it's incomprehensible because the symbols you can relate the symbols and do translation but at first glance there's something alien about it mm,
0: um, yeah we got to start doing I'm anime lucky. decks now <laughs>
2: There, I mean, and they've been—they've started coming out in the last couple of years. You name a deck, I mean, and it has come out it, from the television yeah. shows. The supernatural deck came out, I think, this past year or year, maybe two years ago at this point. Way back when, when it was popular, Buffy the Vampire Slayer had a deck.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and manga is the thing. I have uh, Barbara Moore's mystical manga deck, manga decks. There's a few of those out there, too. So manga, anime, you, you name it.
2: And it's a whole different use of the symbols. I mean, I'm fascinated by how these same central archetypal figures express themselves in different decks. Are different through different consciousness. I mean, working with Curtis Joseph on the Black Alchemy deck. See, I'm coming back to Black Alchemy Carol. <laughs> because it has been my most popular one right now. Though I am, though I'm hoping my new deck, the deck I'm almost finished with, will supplant that. But Curtis had the idea, for instance, that strength rather than the woman with the lion would be Jacob fighting the angel. It's a very valid use of the force and the archetype. That conquering of the animal self. At the same time, it almost throws certain things out of balance in that the rider weight symbolism is very nicely balanced male and female energy. Hmm. There's There's other decks that are more masculine energy, other decks that are more feminine right away one of the reasons why it's so popular is that i don't want to say it hits the the lowest the the lowest denominator but it does hit the denominator of the most number of psyches with psyches which is why it has had the popularity it has
1: it's so accessible you know i think that that's that's a that's a big a big thing to it and and i think that you know when i look at what we know, what are we doing when we do a tarot reading? What what you know what do we hope to achieve? And that, that you know there's a lot of different answers to that, but I also feel like you know it doesn't have to be complicated. <laughs> you know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be like that the 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 tools are so hard to decipher in order to get to use them. And so it, so I kind of feel like, you know, on some level you know, Waite, you know, must have recognized that, you know, and I mean, and he and did. I he, that's I good. Mean,
2: has, I mean, as much as Crowley mocked, mocked Waite, and I mean, and there were reasons why for, he was kind of a wet blanket in a lot of ways from, <laughs> from everything that I've read about him.
1: <laughs> so, I mean,
3: yeah. compared
2: to Crowley, anybody would have been a wet blanket.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> please, like we're all boring compared to Alistair. <laughs> <You know?
3: laughs>
1: but at the same time,
2: Wait had that kind of methodical mind that he was able to say, "This is what I want." I mean, I think that in some ways, I think Pamela Smith had an easier time than Lady Frida Harris.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I I don't know. You know, I think it's always so curious, and I, you know, a lot of times I think what we do is we focus. Like right now, there's a huge focus, and has been, and maybe rightly so, on Pamela Coleman Smith's um, artwork, and you know what what we can know of of her life and everything. Um, but yeah, I think that that collaboration between Lady Frida Harris and, and Alice Crowley, and with weight and you know, Colvin Smith, it, it, it's kind of like, what was it really like? You know, and from what I've read, and who knows, it just seems like there was such a closeness with Lady Frida Harris and Crowley. There was a, I mean, I think, you know, a real friendship, you know, a love for one another. Oh, well, um, for sure. And I think, I mean and, it's just, I mean, and if you think about it,
2: what Arthur Waite was, Edward Waite was communicating was very cut and dried in many ways. Yeah. What Crowley yeah. is, if you look at the soft deck, what Crowley was almost was almost communicating mystic experience. And Frida Harris, I mean, her artwork, I I I would like. Even though I can't do any of this uh, many of the things that she was able to do, her artwork has been influential on me. That I, the way that she's able to make pictures three dimensional, I you, you I can go I yeah. can look at a thought card and almost and and enter it. That my mm. ability of not only I'm gonna go off. Can I go off track a of bit? I, I, not that I've been go on ahead. track in particular in this conversation. Go off the track. You've been been to Europe. Have you been to some of the art galleries in Paris with the giant, giant canvases?
1: Yes. Yes, the giant, giant, giant canvases.
2: And some of those art pieces, you can almost feel like you can walk into the picture
0: and look around. Oh,
2: totally. Even though it's just the size of a card... You any of the soft pictures, you can almost step into. I mean, and it's such a good med. It's a, it's a very strong meditation technique to step in and talk to the figures on the cards.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and talking and, you know, right look, up my alley. People, that I was gonna say is you know, Dax. That's that's say something.
3: Because. <laughs>
1: yeah i'm I'm just having
0: too good of a time just listening to the two of you you know but you know uh god i I was into hypnotherapy long before tarot and and uh you know, you know just using the cards for guided visualizations and actually stepping physically into the cards has always been a concept I worked with, you know, and it just fits so perfectly.
2: And it's, I mean, yeah. and it's a fantastic technique, and it's why I love the thaw deck. The thaw deck on a total, I mean, there's so many levels that you can approach it. And and I know the weight deck, too, but the weight deck, it's, I can't explain that the, it's a quality, for me, it's a qualitative thing, though I don't want to put down the weight deck because I do understand the depth of the symbols and what you can do with it. But the Thoth deck for me, the last key that I found to it that I was fascinated by and that I didn't re- it took me about twenty years to realize was that the Thoth deck that besides being a tarot deck is the book of law in, the book of the law in symbolic and pictures. And um, and he basically made he was basically illustrating the deepest gnosis he had us pulling from so many different areas. I mean having the fool outwardly being parsifal, reaching for the flaming staff and having it be like that whole, having the fool symbolizing bringing the puberty aspect into it, which so many of the fairy tales we grew up with also do. Alice in Wonderland going down the rabbit hole. Jack
1: and the Beanstalk. Oh,
3: sure. Which I
2: don't think we need to say
3: anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but right. we of could
2: representation of puberty.
1: Well, there is that. Yeah, I mean, look, I think, I think there's a lot of layers, you know, to the to those fairy tales we grew up with, and I think that there's a, a, you know, definitely the thought tech, I mean, it, you have more of. Um, you can almost perceive that there's a depth to it, like visually, you know. So I can understand, you know, the idea of like going into, you know, entering the card and everything. But I feel like it's so much more. To me, you know, it may be, and maybe, maybe all of this has is pretty subjective right you know it's like what are people drawn to what are they attracted to are they attracted to Thoth? are they attracted to right away to smith are they attracted to marseille you know it it, you know what i think it's the art that has such an influence on it you know for me i'd like the abstract um quality to to the thought deck and i kind of feel like even with abstract art that it's it's experiential Whereas, like, right. I think of other, you know, weight is maybe more representational. You've got the, you've got the symbolism, and you really, you can go as deep as you want with any of them. I mean, I, did, you know, talk to some Marseille readers that are like, seeing all kinds of stuff, you know, thinking all kinds of stuff at a card where I'm thinking like. There's a bunch of sticks here and some colorful little decorations, <laughs> you know. It's, it's kind of funny, you know, that we have these yes. different traditions and they're so, you know, when they're embraced, they're so fully embraced by, you know, by the people that love them, you know. It, it, it's like why tarot just it, – there's no end to it, you know. There's and no end to how, how –
2: and that's why those of us who collect decks and I know you do, why we why we do deck after deck after deck. Each one will tell us so much more about the same symbols. Yeah. I mean you can oh, yeah. I mean and you can do it with I mean you can do it with one deck, like I mean, I, we were just talking about Jack and the Beanstalk, and he kept going back to the castle to gain more. And you can keep going like in like you said the Marseille Say deck. Or the or the weight deck or the soft deck, especially you can for me, you can keep going back to that kingdom, into the card. What else have I not understood about the symbol?
1: Absolutely.
2: And how does it relate? And then you find from that point on, you've incorporated that much more for your readings. The more you incorporate, the more symbols you can gain understanding of. And grasp. I want to say whether it's in the cards or not. (laughs) But that's why you were saying why the different, why, this is, I'm now answering your question about why the different types of. (laughs) Right. But it's it's like the more types of symbols that you become aware of, the better you can help people with their own symbols and their own stories. Mm. The more different aspects of them you can understand. I mean, and for me, ultimately, when we're doing readings for somebody, yes, it can be entertaining, but we also want to help people find their way through their story.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a, like, a, like my mind's blown, okay? <laughs> I'm like, but, but we're going to take a quick left turn here and tell everybody what's coming up on the network and also take some calls see if anything's happening in the chat room and but you know hold on gary we're coming back (laughs) we're not we're not letting you leave yet (laughs) all right well let me see here real quick what is coming up on the psychic talk radio network and our next thing you know Dex already mentioned the incredible workshop we're going to have tomorrow with the fabulous Pamela Steele um, and we'll probably tell you a little more about that right before the end of the show so you know where to find it but gosh you know we're posting all about it on the Tarot Guild Facebook group so you need to join that if you haven't the Tarot Guild um, and also on the website thetarotguild.com but Our next radio show is going to be pretty cool. That is also tomorrow, and that's at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. It is the Magic Universe show with your host, Sharona Rapsik, and she's going to be talking about the divine practice of angel numbers with her special guest, Lisa Robertson. Come on. We love Lisa. You guys want to tune in for that? They're also going to be taking calls for free tale readings, and then... After that and after Pamela Steele's workshop, our next show is going to be on Monday, The Wisdom of the Soul Show with your host Janice Fuchs. That's going to be at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And then Friday, Catherine Hahn, Angelic Channel and Healer doing Spiritual Guidance Radio, giving free on-air guidance on Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And next Saturday, Tarot Today Radio is going to be on a break, but I have something really special for all of you if you want to participate. I'm going to be doing a live Zoom discussion with the great Rasuli, and you're all invited to check it out. Go to the Tarot Guild website. Go to the Tarot Guild Facebook group to learn more about that. That's going to be at 11 a.m. Pacific Time next saturday and then you know dax and i will be back with Terrell today again on saturday april 23rd and that's going to be exciting too but that's what we have coming up you can find everything that we have coming up by going to dot net forward slash upcoming and dax where are you at what do you think
0: I'm just excited, all the stuff that we have coming up. And uh, I did want to make the announcement. I've made it in a a few different places, but we had our our monthly Q&A Zoom session, which actually ended up becoming a staff meeting because it was just the staff there. And, you know, we decided (laughs) that uh, maybe we're, um, I don't know, maybe we're, duplicating things so we, we kind of figured let's merge the monthly Q&A into our weekly lives that we do on the Facebook group so that's what we're doing now is we're going to be doing the Q&A as part of our Facebook lives and typically that's Tarot Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern we pop on there it's not every Tuesday you know we're, we're playing fast and loose with it so you got to join the group Go over to Facebook and join the Tarot Guild group, and uh, you'll see when the, the lives are going to be. Uh, I want to try some other things out, Mary. I want to try, like, you know, I don't know, a Thursday night, a, a Sunday after Sharona's show or after our show on a Saturday or something. I don't know. Uh am going to try some different days and different times for the lives. And basically what it is is, you know, we might be presenting something Uh, But it's an opportunity just to hang out, talk tarot. We can share our favorite decks, our favorite books, our favorite uh, spreads. And you can also ask questions. And that's the big thing is anything that you want to know about tarot or numerology in general or specifics about the Tarot Guild, about becoming a professional reader, growing your business, getting certified, things along those lines. That's what's happening with the live. Oh, and that's a nice uh, tie in, dovetail right back into Gary because Gary just got certified.
3: Yay! Oh, totally, Congratulations!
2: <laughs> Thanks.
1: <laughs> Yay! Yeah. We need some uh, like champagne popping and stuff, and some you know sort of applause. That
3: that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs>
2: Congratulations. Yay <laughs> Unfortunately well here well you're you're on the west coast too, Jack. I was gonna say it makes me tempted to grab for my absence, but really for me
1: earlier today. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um,
3: mm.
1: But hey, you know, what one thing I didn't I I Really do need to ask though before we go to calls or anything is you know how do people book a reading with you? How do they get a hold of you? What, what, what's the easiest what's the way to get a hold deal? of me
2: is on the waking spirals and facing shadows Facebook page mm. I Will make sure that you have I Can always be reached there and a lot of people have my decks can be found. I'll give you addresses where I can, where online, where my decks can be found.
1: Okay. Awesome. We could put that and in a replay
2: post. And, and right, it's already before, on there. Before, before, we, before we go off, I do want to plug the deck I'm currently working on because it will be coming out within the next two to three months. Oh, tell us about
0: that. Ooh, what yeah. is it?
2: Okay, it's called The Four Pillars Tarot. It is done, it's another deck in collaboration. It's done with a friend of mine, Christian Geltz, Nixarius Fallsong, on Facebook. And he challenged me, he said, okay, so if the Waking Spirals deck was your apprentice deck and the Black Alchemy Tarot was a journeyman, what would a master deck look like for you from the point of view of artwork?" So bringing, just like wanting me to bring my A-game to every card, but also with, he's also been influenced by, when we talk about people raised with that kind of anime sense, sensibility and and symbolism. So his symbols, have, being a lot younger, can be a lot different than mine. Like, for instance, having for the four suits, the idea of not only the four elements, but associating fate with the concept of fate with air and swords, the concept of chance and life-giving, of course, with fire and having the t- chance represented by a tiger, and I mean it's not and it's not that much of a leap when you think about that. Cats have always been associated with the suit of wands. It's part of the weight symbolism. And but also with cups having fish and having it be an association of time, and our emotions definitely are linked to the concept of time. Cups, and also then for Earth, bring it down to reality, but also having reality and Earth being represented by dragons.
1: Wow! And so that it's fascinating.
2: With while tying it in with traditional symbolism as well and playing that and doing a dance between the two. Also with the idea of getting away from having humans on the card and having it be more simple. If we don't have, if we can't fall in with a recognizable figure to identify with, Mm -hmm. how do we identify with the symbolism? So from an artistic so I, point of I, view, broke off with all kinds of challenges and with some well, very unique...
0: with right well with anything with dragons, you got me right there, so I'm there <laughs> you had him at dragon
1: and, and it i
2: mean and it's a lot and it was a lot of fun, like having the married having the man and the woman i replaced by, on the Ten of Pentacles, say, with two dragons, and having some, but also having just, if you have the, if you have that as a presupposition, just Earth being reality,
3: wow. where does that
2: bring you with each of the concepts? One of the, and the sense not... of humor, like, as I was telling you, Mary, when the other day, we had... My sense of humor. When I get when you see the macabre come out, it's normally a sense of humor. Like on the card of the fool, you have the tiger of chance, but the fool's bindle stuff is in his mouth,
1: <laughs> which I love that very deeply
2: to not only is he the not only does he become the fool, but also there's dangers inherent in starting yeah. something new. And you need to have that animal instinct
3: mm. and courage. I love that. I love well, that, and that's called
1: know. the Four Pillars deck, right? And that's you the said it's coming pillars, out in a couple four, months.
2: Four pillars, yes, and it will be coming out. We're working on the Kickstarter now. We have I have four more cards to finish, so it's getting exciting.
1: Wow. Only four I to
2: I go. Actually put, <laughs> I've actually put one or two of the pictures on the Tarot Guild, if I'm, uh, on the Tarot Guild page at one time or another as I've been doing it.
3: I, I know well, I've been us...
2: myself the other project I've been working on is the book 78 Cards from 78 Decks in 78 Days. And that yeah, I definitely I... put some of my work on it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you know, that's another reason to uh, join the Tarot Guild Facebook group. It's like to keep up with uh, those posts are fabulous that you do with the 78 card posts. And you've got to let us know, you know, post on there when you kick off the Kickstarter, when you kickstart the Kickstarter, whatever, <laughs> however you say I mean, it, you know, when a, it starts. A number of
2: things happening around the same time with that. The Kickstarter is going to be happening and also, as the Kickstarter is going, I will be posting, and I'll post them in the guild, too, if you would like, but each of the cards and a breakdown on some of the symbolism in each card. Awesome. Because some of it... That'd
3: be great. It was an attempt
2: where the Black Alchemy Tarot was basically, Curtis and I, There's some there's some unique takes, on the deck, but uh, a lot of the symbolism, especially of the minor arcana. Basically, Curtis said to me, "Go with traditional symbolism, but make it a little bit darker," which was a lot of fun. <laughs> like I was saying, the seven of pentacles, which shows the person which has the message, among other things. Seize the moment or fi- or choosing the right moment to do something. And don't wait too long. And the person in the card is replaced by a skeleton in the Black Alchemy Tarot. He waited too long.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, hey, That's do we want to take some calls and see if there's – what do people think? And you've gotta come back because my goodness yeah. you're you're just like making all kinds of cool stuff, and we need to like you know dig more into it and talk about numbers and Kabbalah and all the wow, I love that this wow, is, this has been fun this has been fun, yay, yeah, we
0: need to do like you know Gary Rosenberg, part one, part two, part three, yeah. <laughs>
3: Seriously. Alrighty.
0: so we do have a lot of phone calls and uh you know if we can't get to your call today remember you can call in on tomorrow's show same bat time same bat channel oh uh, let's yes. see here who's been who's been waiting the longest okay i don't have an area code but i'm just going to bring them on hello caller you're live on air what's your name where are you calling from
1: Hi, my name's
3: Holly. I'm calling from Seattle.
0: Hi, Holly. Hi, how, Holly. How are you, you doing? Can't talk. I'm
3: good. How are you doing?
0: I <laughs> know. Pretty good. You got a question for us?
1: Um, uh, can we just see what we come up with, or you like a question?
0: Oh, let's ask uh, Gary how you want to do it, Gary.
1: Okay, I'll, I can
2: do either way. Which works best for you? Do you want just a general? I pull a card for you at random.
0: Okay, so we're gonna do general.
2: Okay. Okay. Oh, one card fell out. It's it's a card the High Priestess. Listen to what you're listen. You already know the answer to what I'm telling you. You're not talking to yourself and letting yourself know what you know what you know. Okay. is part of It's part of it, but also, I mean, if if you if there's been a relation, if there is a relationship involved in what's going on for you, it's not going to lead quite to where you might want it to.
1: What do you mean? Like, there's no man in my life. Is that what you mean?
2: I'm saying I'm saying if there is a man and the relationship isn't going to go quite where you want it to, if you're not in a and a, and if you're not in a relationship, it's pro- you're probably hitting a period where that's going to be true for a little while now. Okay. I hope that answered. What about you?
0: What about you, Mary? Me? Get anything?
1: Yeah, you know, I got a couple things here, and I and I think that it's not like as quite. <laughs> You know, it's funny when one of the, a couple of these cards come up, I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, it's not quite as direct as that. But, you know, we got the hanged man, right? So sometimes when we're in that hanged man moment, we can kind of feel like, you know, stuck in neutral a little bit, right? And, um, you know, it's a good time to kind of like let go of what you need to let go of if you are dealing with a loss of any sort, um, that has been kind of making you feel a little bit stuck or, you know, like, you know, things aren't moving forward. Um, it's time to kind of turn that on its head and and look at it as this opportunity to like, okay, you know, now I can, now I have the opportunity to, to try something new or to really, Mm -hmm do something new about you know with things that are something that's been really important to you but you haven't been able to really shift your focus to it so that that's what i'm getting and it's all about balance right you know so um that's what i've got let's see if dax pulled a card okay
0: nope nope you didn't read your pms on Facebook. As I just said, too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, we got to let the guests shine. I'm just going to handle the technical aspect. I think the two of you covered it really great there. Thanks for the call. Holly. Let's see how many calls we can squeeze in. Okay.
2: Just one more thing for Holly. And that is uh, really, I want to go back. This is all leading to something bigger for you. It's almost like you've upped your game in your life. The Hierophant came out, and that's a lot of reasons why things might seem like nothing's happening, but Mm. you're actually revving up for a new cycle.
0: Right, and I wanted to mention, you know, everything that uh, you both have said for Holly fits in perfectly with the numerology and card of the day, you know. Just how we, you know, it all comes full circle, how we started the show off. Let's see who's been waiting the longest next. It looks like area code eight zero five caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
3: Oh, this is Donna from California. How are you? Hi, Donna. Good. Hi. Hello. Yes, I have a question um, about my love life. Uh, am I going to meet somebody or have a partner in this lifetime? Do you think
1: the rest of my life okay. in the in this lifetime? <laughs> okay. No, no, no.
3: Well, I'm six seven, so you know in the last part of my life, will I be with somebody? You know.
1: Mm, got it. Gary, I got what do
2: you think? Card for that. I got the page of wands. How how I, how much can you how open can you be to new experience? Oh, how very open. You open yeah, up? Very because if you if you leave yourself open for it, you do have the possibility you will get. I don't. I want to say you want to get the news, but that sounds almost corny. But how 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 open you are, and there's something you go into things very open, but you close up very quickly. I I almost have a feeling, so you need to kind of avoid that kind of closing up thing, okay. and be open to it. But there are. I do have a feeling that there's opportunities coming your way if you put yourself out there.
3: Okay.
2: Right. Awesome.
3: I wonder what
1: Mary gets. Did, oh, yeah, Mary. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. I, I'm like, oh yeah, me. <laughs> Forgot about that. Um, but no, it, 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 I just pulled two cards, really, and, and one of them was actually the Ace of Cups. So that idea of, of you know, having love and, and you know, in the latter part of your life, I, I think absolutely. And I think there's something really surprising about it that there's a, you know, there's a teaching aspect to it. It's, it's a love um, relationship where you actually learn things that you didn't think you'd learn through a relationship. So I'm just going to leave it at that, but it's a very beautiful thing. So no, um, yeah, there's Awesome. There's more to your story <laughs> coming up in your love life. It's <laughs> going to be great.
3: Thank you. Great.
1: Thanks for the call, Donna. Enjoy Thank the you. rest of your weekend. Yeah. Thank
3: you. You too. I'll put
0: Donna back on hold. I to put Donna back on hold so she can listen to the rest of the show. That's another way you can listen to our shows, by the way. You can call in at 714-816-4628. Write that phone number down for tomorrow. If we don't get your call today, call in during Sharona's show, 714-816-4628, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Let's see. Who's been waiting the longest? It looks like area code 605. 605. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from?
3: Hi, my name is Mandy. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Yes, so my question is, I um, just asked uh, someone a very important question, and I'm wondering whether uh, this person will be favorable and open to the suggestion or the question. Mm
1: -hmm. If they're open to what you're proposing in a sense, right? Okay. Yes.
2: Yes, but you might have scary. overwhelmed them a bit is my feeling sorry, sorry I don't mean to sorry didn't like that i, I didn't, you might I have overhel I think the answer is that they are open, but you might have overwhelmed them, and they might need their time to think about it a little bit uh-huh the answer, well, is uh, my, okay. the, answer the, the answer is not gonna it might seem like an easy answer to you, but it, it's more for them easy answers don't come quite as easily. Mm-hmm. If you give them a little bit of a chance, they. I think that mm. you're going to end up getting more of a positive response.
3: Well, do you think um, like a day or two? <laughs> like, you know, depending on I, how sensitive it
2: is, depending on how sensitive the case is, like. Give them. Let. The, I. I. My biggest temptation is to say let them come to you. But if there's if it's more time sensitive, then give them as much time as you can handle giving them.
3: Mhm.
2: But that makes sense. The longer you give them to think, the more just.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, it is it, time it,
2: sensitive. It is time sensitive. So. Okay. Well, then I mean, it would be ideal if they came to you. But I have a feeling that it's. Make it as easy. Make the answer you want as easy for them to give as possible. Yeah. Because there was a build-up to this. This is part of a longer story. But there is a certain balance that's happening.
3: It's a
0: Mary. Did you have yeah.
1: anything? You know, it's the, the, just the one thing I wanted to add. You know, I just pulled the fool card. And so you know, I just look at that as like, okay, you know, anything can happen here. You know, we say that about the full card, but there's just that openness, you know, that openness. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is somebody who is, if anything, um, mm-hmm. they're considering it, they, you know, thinking about it. They're open to it, mm-hmm. and it's only like something going on within themselves where. You know know how sometimes we have that, like, voice of the critic in our head, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of discourages us. It's like, oh, why even try or, you know, you know. So it's really kind of I feel like they're in this moment now where they're kind of like, you know, more on the side of, like, putting that voice aside. So I think that's a good thing. Um, But, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as timing, Mm -hmm. with the full card, it can happen at any time. You know that's the that's right, a thing. So right. it could be it could be like just a spontaneous welling up in them where they're like, okay, all right, I'm down. You know that kind of thing. Um, right,
3: right. Like it's isn't the food like the initiator of a journey? So I feel like it's like okay, let me move forward on this path. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's, let them make the leap.
0: Let them make the leap. That's just exactly what I was just going to say. Well, thanks for the call, Mandy. We got to move Thank on. You. But I hope you got something yes. out of that. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We're going to go to area code 856. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? 856.
3: Hi, how are you? This is Maria from New Jersey. Hi, Hi Maria. How are you? Yeah. Fantastic. Good. Uh, whatever we get for, I guess, finances, if I'm traveling for business or... Long-term relationship, whatever you guys get. Whatever comes okay. up. Right.
2: I want to, this is interesting, Maria, because you, you, you have – you. I think that in your life you've had a lot of things, good beginnings and a lot of good things happening, but you don't always let yourself see what's going on. You kind of leap into things and then kind of gradually realize what you had after the fact. So it's kind of like you need to gain more enjoyment from the moment of what's coming up. There is going to be an opportunity to do some travel. But there's also going to be delays in that travel. So it's not going to be happening in quite the time frame you'd like. Be patient. It is going to come to you and enjoy the moment. The Queen of Pentacles Reverse means that you're not quite, you're not quite, I don't, I don't, I hate to say the word appreciating. It's, Kind of like there's so much more that you're not seeing that's going on for you in the day to day, and it's waiting for you to be enjoyed, waiting for you to enjoy it. There's going to be delays in the travel that you want to take.
3: Okay, cool. I
0: don't know what I'm not seeing. Probably I'm not because I'm not there. That's probably why. Maybe.
1: And you know, I I pulled the um, the King of Cups, <laughs> so you know, and it, to me it's kind of funny. It's like the, I, I think it's the deck I'm using or something, but it's like he looks romantic, you know. And I'm thinking, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, we thought is romance part of this? And the thing that comes up with it is is that like, hey, if you, you know, if you encounter someone, right, that that you find is um, like all of their ab- available to express his emotions, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got to kind of consider letting go of any doubt you may have about it. Like I, like I feel like this person, you know, the, the tea and cups energy is kind of interesting, you know, because it's like, uh, you know, sometimes they can be, like, a little overwhelming, you know, uh, to us, you know, American women, right? So we're like, okay, we're not we're looking, you know, ready for this <laughs> kind of thing. I feel like you're going to encounter somebody like that. And the big challenge for you is going to be, like, doubting it. It's like, oh, it's too good to be true or, you know, how could somebody be feeling that much or saying that much or expressing that much and I don't know what to do with that, you know. Um it might be, it might be worthwhile to just kind of try to do what you can to cast those sort of doubts aside. So that, okay. that's what I'm getting.
3: Cool.
0: Awesome. Well, hope that helped you out, Rosemaria. Yep. Thanks for calling.
3: Thanks.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll chat with you next time. We'll see if we can squeeze a call or two more in here before the end of the show. It looks like. Uh, air- oh. Area code 203 has been waiting the longest. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, 203. Going once, going twice. Okay, we're going to go to 614. If Well, if my switchboard stops jumping around. Having problems with the switchboard today, it's just jumping. Area code 614. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from?
3: Hi, my name is... Pilsen, I'm calling from Ohio.
0: I didn't quite catch your name, hon. Can you say it again? Pilsen. Tilson. Okay. Pilsen. Okay.
1: Pilsen. okay. Gotcha. Awesome. Did you have a question? Did you – or would you want to talk about?
3: Uh, I would like a general assessment. Okay.
2: Sure. Okay. Seize the day. You need to go after what you want. This is a good time for it to Because, I mean, it's funny. You know that song, It's Time That I Win Some or Learn Some? No. Okay, well, it's, well you're, there's a lesson to you that's coming, and it's going to be a very useful one. But go after what you want. You might, because even if you don't get exactly what you want, you're going to come out ahead in the game. The cards that came out were the Seven of Pentacles and the Nine of Cups reversed. But you really, they're both very good cards. But it's a matter of going after what you want. It's the time. Okay. Take advantage of an opportunity that's coming your way.
1: And, you know, I got a page of pinnacles um, to go along with this. And, and what's interesting to me about that is that, you know, sometimes, you know, when we, when we want something, you know, we think, okay, this is, this is what I want. Sometimes we still got to do a little bit of homework, okay? And don't be, don't be afraid to um, learn, you know, something about it. You know, don't be afraid to do a little bit of research. Don't be afraid to, to, um, do that because it's really going to help you really get exactly what you want, you know? And the only thing that's, you know, going to hold you back from that is, is like kind of, I I feel like the only thing that can hold you back from getting what you want is like having the information. So feel like, you know, dig in there, you know, if you've got a, a, If you could get real clear and real focused on what it is that you want, you know, make sure that you're also like, you know, looking it up a little bit and, and, you know, being well informed about it. And that's going to help you achieve it.
0: Okay.
1: Thanks for calling.
0: Enjoy the rest of your weekend there. And we're going to squeeze in one more here. It looks like area code 203 has been waiting the longest. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Two zero three. Are you there? Switch kind of hanging up here. So give me a sec here. Wow. It's a block it's talk it's issue. So. <laughs> yeah, let's try Let's try bringing them hot again. It, oh, it worked this time. Okay. So two two zero three. Are you there? Hello? Hmm. Nope. Not working. Okay. So we're going to go to our last call. Area code 806. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, caller. You're live.
3: I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. yeah, we can hear Hello. you fine, yes.
0: hon. What's your
1: name?
3: Okay. What's your name? Where are this you calling Mel, from? Mel from Texas. Hi. I, I hey. want to get an update. Hi there, Mary. Um, I want to get an update on a... A, a relationship or lack of relationship but that's what's confusing um, I have this big draw to this man that I've known for over 15 years he was gone for a long time and is back um, there's a hugely strong pull and I don't understand why I'm not sure if it's mutual uh, I'd like to know if it is um, what I can do to urge the relationship on or what I can do to not hinder it and is there a chance of it working if not how do I get stop feeling such a pull. Mm. Is it too much? <laughs> I want yeah. you to jump first, here. Hello? Uh, so yeah. I want jump first on this
1: one. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so I'm going to take a look at this here with some tarot cards. Um, Ace of Cups, yeah, there's that pull that would be, you know, like, look, here's what's interesting. <laughs> So, you know, I feel like there's a little bit of, um, you know, some some kind of disconnect going on right now. Yeah, there's that mutual attraction. Yes, there's a pull to it. I, I get the three of pentacles, you know, right after that ace of cups, which is terrific because it's saying like, look, this can be a working partnership. We can figure out how to build this. Um, I think that he's moving at a slower pace than you are, um, but it's almost like, you know, stops and, and, and starts, you know. Um, we haven't gotten into a rhythm yet. And the Five of Swords comes up here to me, and it's coming up to me as like being about like, you know, him needing to kind of cross a threshold in a sense in order to fully step into this. You know, Five of Swords often is... I see it as being a card that has to do with boundary issues. Sometimes we've got to be pushed out of our comfort zone. And that's often what relationships do. You know, love is, you know, wonderful. Many splendored, all those things, but it's also uncomfortable for people. And there's something about him feeling, um, you know, maybe like, you know, he's had like a, a confidence issue with this. You know, as far as, like, if he's successful at relationships. Um, like, yeah, I feel like there's so much potential here. Let's see what Gary's getting.
2: I actually, because I, I, I want to go into my cards, but can I say something with your cards that struck me very very much with that five of swords? Hmm. I didn't yeah. Know, if I could just piggyback on that for just a little bit. Go for I it. I think in the situation, you need to – it would help you if you, if you could five, – five, the fives of, of swords is of interesting cards it has so much to do with winning and losing. What would be how – how, how important is the relationship to you versus that being in the relationship will feel like after all this time like you've won?
3: Well, I, I don't feel like it's a win or lose. It's just I feel like it would be a really beneficial relationship for both of us. I would be satisfied just to be his friend because I find him very interesting. But like Mary said, we can't seem to get in a rhythm. If I try to show him that I'm safe, I'm confident in him, then it seems like it pushes him away or he either gets confident and runs away or... He gets scared and runs away. I can't figure it out. So I've just backed off for the last few weeks and still haven't heard from him.
2: And that's, I mean, and it's interesting. The two cards that I pulled are the two of swords, which I always, which quite often, like not always for anything with tarot, but quite often I associate with, with keeping acting only when you have to. But the other one is feeling like, it, but the Seven of Swords is the other which is sneaking off, which is why I put that together with the winning or losing.
1: Yeah, I don't understand I think that. that the
2: more you pull, I think the more you pull in, the more chances, Was he does keep coming back. He needs to figure so, out why he keeps coming back.
3: So you would be more proactive and not detach? I would wait and see what
2: happens, and I, I would know. give him. I would give him every chance. Like I'm, I'm not. What I'm basically saying is, don't actively detach. Don't actively chase. Let him figure out why he keeps coming back. And then, because once he once he notices that he's the one who's doing the coming back then you have a basis from which to continue from. There is something there.
3: But but he hasn't been coming back. That's the point.
2: (laughs) Well, he does keep coming back into your life, you said, even after he's gone away.
3: Well, I mean, we have kind of mutual interests that potentially we could run into each other, but usually it's me texting or, I mean, his birthday is going to be Wednesday and I was... Wondering if it'd be better to text him and wishing a happy birthday, or just leave it and ignore him.
2: My feeling is that you should is that you should hold off and see and see if he comes to, if he comes back to you with it. So
3: should I? It,
2: because part of it is that the way you've always done it hasn't quite worked, so what? change the game.
3: Change the what?
2: Change the game.
3: Make it like we- see what happens
2: if you don't, if you're not, the, if you don't text him. Because chances are, if he's very used to you being the one who's reaching out, and texting, and you don't, he's going to notice the loss. After that, where he goes with it is going to tell you all you need to know.
3: Okay. So would you would not text him on his birthday if it's this no. next Wednesday? You would not. I would just hold the phone. You would what?
2: I would suggest holding off.
3: Okay. Let him
2: notice that you haven't.
3: Okay. Well, it's just in the time it's a very strong pull and it just it's like it in front of me all the time. It almost feels like a former wife or something. It's very strange for me.
2: And it could very well be and it could very well be, but that could also mean that it's a lesson for you.
3: All right. Do you can you ask exactly. what is the lesson? I mean, not all lessons unfortunately are fun ones. Okay, what is the lesson for me and this person?
2: Uh sometimes even when you feel the draw that you sometimes you just have to learn to let go. Okay. It could just be a lesson in letting go. That's
3: hard, you I've can't. been trying. I'm,
0: and we're almost out of time here, Mary. You got any words of wisdom before we uh, have to go? We're going to stop live streaming in about three minutes, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, Bill, I think, you know, it's kind of this thing where. <sighs> I think so. I you know. The, I get what Gary's saying, you know, that there, that there may be a lesson, a lesson in there for you. And usually when we have relationships, with seal like there's, you know, like it feels like it's been through lifetimes, that the pool is so strong and everything. I would venture to say that it may very well be like a, a bigger lesson for him of like, you know, needing to not, you know, um, mm. you know to be more active. Like this is the moment you know, here it is, you're right in front of them. And, you know, is he is he gonna like kind of get whatever that is inside of him that he can, you know, grab onto and and pull himself up and say, okay, I'm stepping into this. I, I think that that's the lesson. If you don't say happy birthday to him, I think that would make an impact on him for sure. So I get what Gary's saying, you know, so you could think of it in terms of like, Delated birthday at some point when he shows you something, then you can tell him happy birthday.
3: Okay. So you wouldn't, I mean, I don't, he doesn't probably even know that I know his birthday is Wednesday, so it might be a surprise either way. I think he knows. I think he he knows. I think he knows you now. So ignore his birthday Wednesday? Yep. Yeah.
1: Unless something inside of you just happens, you know, unless something happens before Wednesday, you know, unless there's that right. moment where you're you like, I got to do it. Yeah. 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 I didn't hear, hear yeah. that. Yeah. Unless you, you know, unless something happens before then you get, you know, it's some signal from him, you know, but, but yeah, you've got to, you got to, change up the the energy like like gary was saying you know um you know don't don't make him think that you know you're just gonna you know be there if he's not gonna return the favor
3: yeah it, this is a hard right. to crack
1: yeah mm. so. men,
3: men, so thanks for the call men. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. have a great I weekend Mel. All of you. y'all yeah. say love, yeah. love, love. you right blessings yeah. You
0: know, if something changes, give us a call back, and we'll pull more cards. Yeah, yeah. But I want to
1: know. It's the next chapter.
0: Well, that was a lot of fun. Oh my god, we have to start wow. having two-hour shows when Gary's on. You know. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I would. I would. I would have a great time doing a show with you. I mean, one of the things that I would love to pull. I'd love to play almost like a game where we take where we take cards and we just throw out different different sim, different symbolisms and different ideas with it. I also one thing I would love to have a conversation with you, Dax, about and Mary. Mary and I like we started talking about this the other day. It's the latest trend in tarot decks. The magpie deck. Oh yeah. And the idea of and the idea of it, which fascinates me, and I'm trying to see what people. I want, I'm trying to collect opinions, but also have some interesting conversations about it, about that.
0: Interesting, yeah. Have you
2: like have yeah, you no, hero, Jack?
0: I I couldn't catch yeah. that. I'm sorry.
2: The alleyman tarot. is the is yeah, the I'm not familiar. This is something I oh. started a Kickstarter about a year ago, and it's it's a deck that's made that's made up of one card from each of several different decks, and they and it plays fast and loose like there's 13 versions of the deck card, two of other cards, and around five suites, and the idea and the conceit of it mm. is that it's the deck of a of just a. Tell a reader and psychic that you'd come across in the streets of those cities like New Orleans in the alley who reveal things about your life. But in it, he encourages, and the whole idea of this deck that's made up of all these other decks is that people should, when you're doing a reading for somebody, if a read, if a card comes up that has special meaning to the person you're reading for, you give them the card knowing that another one will eventually find its way to you from another deck somewhere. And this is starting to so allow yeah. people of people trading cards from different decks and making their own decks comprised of different ones that bring meanings. and, it, it's, that speaks of, and it's, I mean, to me, it's a fascinating concept. I can see how it's very much a concept of, of where we are in this time period.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Just, right,
0: because we have yeah. thousands of decks now.
2: Exactly. So is this like is this the wave of the future or is it something that's gonna be just a trend for a while or I mean and so it's a fast and I'd love to have a greater conversation about that. That's one of the things that I'd love to have
1: a greater conversation about. Yeah, we should
3: well, do like a Facebook live. Yeah. yeah.
1: We should do like a live in the group about that or something. That would be wild.
2: That would be for sure. Let's do it. But it's been
1: really awesome. fun. Thank you so
2: much
3: for having thanks me Thanks for being Aww, thanks. on. Yeah. And I
1: will give
3: you you got to come I'll back. Make sure you have my,
2: yep. And I will make sure you have my information as far as where to get my decks and stuff like that and where to contact me for readings.
0: Perfect. Yep. We'll have it right there on the show page and all the Excellent. links and everything on the replay. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Gary. We'll be talking to you soon.
2: Excellent. Thank you so
0: much. Thanks, Gary.
1: Bye. And congratulations
0: on getting certified by the Guild. You could do that, too. You could join the Tarot Guild. Go over to thetarotguild.com. You know it's a dollar a month. That's all it costs to join the Tarot Guild. And then you can apply for certification through the Guild. You don't have to take our course or anything. You can just apply for certification. If you want to take our course, though, when you join it as a premium member for a dollar a month, you get $100 off my course. That's right. And a lot of people recently have been taking advantage of that, which I'm excited and grateful for. Um, new people, new students in the fold, as it were. And, of course, we have the free workshops, ongoing, all-year-long uh, usually one a week pretty much, you know. So go check that out as well. You can go over to thetarotguild.com, scroll down, you'll see the classroom there, the classroom banner for our free workshops, just click on that and you can see all the workshops coming up. Go check it out at thetarotguild.com. All righty, goodbye, Mary, goodbye, everyone.
1: Bye, Dex, bye, everybody. Have a great Thanks weekend. Thanks for being
0: here. Good night, Mary Ellen.
1: Good night, John Boy. Wow.